0: Hey, Ted Bitters, thanks for joining me. I have two stories for you. Let me tell you the stories, and then you can decide what the conclusion is. Story number one: I was out walking with my guide dog along the sidewalk, and could hear that somebody was running a weed eater right up next to the sidewalk, and so my guide dog and I went on up toward where the noise was coming from. And my guide dog, his name was, you ready for it? His name was Quincy. Anyway, Quincy moved me over into the grass as we came up to where the noise was. He moved me over to the grass toward the street and kept moving me over and moving me over almost to the street. And then when he decided that we were over far enough, he went right on up along the curb out of ways and then moved me back over onto the sidewalk and away we went. In the meantime, the guy with his weed eater kept on running his weed eater, making a lot of noise. And I don't know how much trash he had on the sidewalk, but I'm sure it was indeed substantial. He made no acknowledgment that we were going by. He said nothing. I think that he was probably more annoyed with us than anything else. How dare we come down his sidewalk when he was doing his weed whacker thing. Story number one. Now, here's story number two. Yesterday, in a different town altogether, as, uh, as it turned out, my guide dog and I were walking down the sidewalk. And uh, this guide dog's name is Oliver. So Oliver and I were walking down the sidewalk, and Allah, a weed, a weed whacker, you know, running, running, running. And as we walked up to the area where the weed whacker was making its noise, it turned off. And a very nice gentleman said, there's trash on the sidewalk. Oliver moved me over to the grass, just over to the edge of the sidewalk off of the grass. And we walked around the trash back to the other side. And I stopped and turned to the gentleman and said, thank you. And he just laughed and he said, you're welcome. And we went on down the sidewalk and I heard him turn his weed whacker back on. Now, it's such a little thing, but I think there might be some conclusion in there that you can come to all by yourself. Now, I have two more stories for you. And I have a little excerpt that is two minutes long i like for you to listen to it because it includes story number one. Here we go.
1: Don't miss the chance to do good just because you are having a bad day. When I heard this earlier today, it sent my mind in two directions. I wonder how often I do that. How often do I hold back or just not help because I'm having a bad day? Probably more often than I want to admit. Perhaps even more telling is wondering where I would be today if people had always held back and not helped me just because they were having a bad day. Consider this. I was eight or nine when I was trying to put the bridle on my pony. I was in a field at the edge of town and Tartsen was not being very cooperative. Instead of standing still and letting me put the bit in his mouth, he picked the time to jerk back and try to run away. I lost my balance and fell somehow managing to have a stick poke into my leg since i could stick my finger into the resulting hole even at that young age i knew that stitches were likely in my future i managed to walk to a nearby house and knocked i asked the lady who came to the door if i could call or if she would call to get my mother to come and get me her response i don't need this today i don't believe that you got a hole in your leg and even if i did i'm not fooling with such nonsense today You walked here so can walk yourself home. I suspect that the most important point is that I still remember the incident all these years later. Her bad day turned into my limping walk home. Like me, you too can probably think of a few times when someone could have helped but didn't, just because they were having a bad day. What we tend not to remember are those times when someone did help, despite the bad day they were having. The fact of it is that we probably didn't even know that they were having a bad day. They just helped and nothing was said or hinted at about their bad day. There is nothing very complicated about this. We all get many opportunities to do good, to help. Sometimes we can follow through and help. We can contribute to the success of someone else and sometimes we can't for various good reasons. My only point is that we should try to avoid using our bad day as an excuse not to help, not to do good.
0: Okay, there you go. That's story number one too busy to help an eight-year-old with a hole in his leg. Now for story number two. My wife and I, she was actually my girlfriend at the time, and she had, are you ready for this? She had a 59 Renault. Yep, it was a while back. Anyway, uh, this Renault was not the most reliable vehicle in the world. You know, I can remember once we were going up a hill where there was a traffic light and the Renault almost made it up to the traffic light. And so we stopped and waited until the light turned green and it would not go. So I got up, got out and pushed the Renault through the intersection out to where it was flat. And it started up again. So, as I say, it was not a very reliable car. At any rate, she and I were headed back to summer camp. We were both working at a YMCA camp that summer. And it was about 11 o'clock at night and the Renault just quit running. And so she drifted it off to the side of the road after it quit running. And we were at a total loss as to what we could possibly do. It just quit. It just so happens that we could see a farmhouse where there was still a light on inside. And so you know, with more optimism than reality, we walked up to the farmhouse and knocked on the door. Uh, The farmer, I guess he was a farmer, anyway, he came to the door and was obviously getting ready for bed because he had on his pajamas, and we told him that that our car had quit running and that we were headed back to camp, and perhaps he would let us use the telephone. We didn't know if anyone would be there to answer, but if there was, they would probably come and get us. He thought about that for a minute. And he said, "Well, give me just a second. Let me look at check your car." And uh, we waited. And he came back in. Uh, you know, came back out, and had his overalls on and his boots, and went down and looked at the car. Uh, he looked at the engine, and, and he just laughed. And he said, uh, "You have a broken belt." Now, you know, we were. Kind College students. What did we know about broken belts? At least I didn't know anything about them, and uh, neither did Letha. Uh, Anyway, he said, "Let me think about that." And he just thought about it and thought about it. He said, "Yep, I think I do." I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, "I'll be right back." He said, "Uh, "Don't go away, as if we could go away. Obviously, we weren't going anywhere." So we stood there and waited. Probably 10 or 15 minutes and had begun to wonder whether he was actually coming back or not. Pretty soon he came back and he said, let me see if this will work. And he uh, got back, you know, moved down where the engine was and messed around with it for a while. And he said, yep, it popped right on there. He said, I thought that belt on my grinder would work, So I just took it off and, and uh, put it on here and it seems to work fine. Why don't you crank it up there and see if it starts? So she cranked it up and it started, was running as good as it ever runs. And he said, he said, there you go. Now you're going to make it back to camp. And we said, well, how much do we owe you? He just laughed and he said, we don't owe you. You don't owe me anything. Uh, He said, I'm just happy to be able to help you. And he said, Now, there is one thing that you need to do. And I said, well, okay, what's that? And he said, next time you come across someone who needs a little help, you stop whatever you're doing and help. It'll take you a few minutes and you'll feel better. Think about that. At 11 o'clock at night, two strange kids driving by in their their Renault that was pretty close to a piece of junk. He goes, takes the belt off of his grinder, puts it on our car, and sends us on our way. That's the end of story number two. There you go, four stories, one and two, and then another one and two. Do you get the point? Sure, I bet you do. I'm gonna leave it at that, so do well, be well, and here is a tune from Kevin. Enjoy.